Hi, my name is Soraya. And I'm Yasmin, and this is the Sos Not Sos Pod. We're two unapologetic sisters dismantling mental health stigma one conversation at a time. Ooh, no pizzazz this week? No, I think it's more unexpected if I do it normal. <laughs> it was unexpected. It caught me off guard. I was like, what? What? Yep. What? Yep. What's what? Not much, you. Not much, man. Not much. Just been sitting here talking shit for an hour. Mm-hmm. Cute. As we use, we we do usually. Per the use. Per the use. <laughs> Tote to use. It, it really annoys me that there's no way to spell use. So like when I want to say it in like a text conversation, I'm like, ah, no, I can't. How would you spell it? Would it be like U-S-H? I've seen people spell it U-S-J. Oh, no, use. Yep, 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 yep. No. But also I'm kind of just like, it requires too much thought. Like, I just want to say it. Like Yeah, but huge, like with a J, yeah, that, that will work. Mm. 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 Well, that's our topic for the week. Everyone have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Soraya? We are talking about imposter syndrome, Yazzie. What? Yeah. What's that? So, uh, we're going to talk about what is it? Yeah. Would you just fucking ask? <laughs> Jesus, bitch, let me get to it. Uh, the causes of it. Yeah. Uh, five different types of imposter syndrome. Oh, that's So nice. there's five different like categories that it can fall under. Ooh la la. Variety. Uh-huh. And how you can overcome imposter syndrome. Get it. Cool. See. Want to do this? Let's go, bro. All right, so what is it? What it is. I don't know. I didn't do my research this week. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> So the um the term was first coined in 1978 when Dr. Pauline R. Klein and Dr. Suzanne A. Imes uh, read an article called "The Imposter Phenomenon in High Achieving Women: Dynamics and Therapeutic Interventions." Okay. So, um, it is when an individual does not believe that they deserve the success and praise they receive, as they doubt their skills, talents, and accomplishments, which makes them utterly fear that one day they'll be exto- exposed as a fraud or an imposter. Oh, babies. Mm. That sucks. Yeah. So they believe that the only way they got to where they are was Mm -hmm. due to luck or somehow they tricked people into thinking they are more competent than what they are. Right. Mm. And so that's why they feel like a fraud, I guess. They feel like a fraud. So they don't think that, you know, they have the ability or the intelligence to do the job or, say, for example, to do, you know, the course that they're they're doing they don't yeah. have the capabilities to do it they believe that somehow along the way they've tricked people into believing that it's just yeah or it's like it's, it's a mistake yeah whoa mm-hmm. heavy so even though a lot of research is centered around um high achieving women yeah. or just women in general um it is believed that it affects women and men equally so i think the reason why more research is centered around women is because women are a bit more vocal about it okay and you find it more common with women in higher like you know in big roles like, or like CEO. ceos and all that, and that sort of stuff yeah right um you know compared to males their male counterparts could I just throw a spanner in the works? Mm-hmm. Could it also be because, you know, due to the patriarchy, it's expected? Fish, we're going to get to that later. Okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> I've got ahead of myself. But pretty much, fuck the patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. So, um, it is not considered a mental illness, but it's more as, like, considered more as a phenomenon. Yeah, okay. That people uh, think. But it tends to be experienced by those who have low self-esteem, depression, and anxiety. 
Um, They also have a deep fear of failing because um, they're worried that they'll be found out that they are a fraud or an imposter. Oh. Yeah. So they're almost scared of being successful, would you say? They're they're scared of getting to a high success where they're going to be scrutinized more. Yeah. Right? Because they don't believe they deserve to be there in the first place. And then they get worried that if they make any mistake, it will be found out. Right, yeah. So some of the causes of, like, imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. number one is uh, gender, race, and other um, societal uh, stereotypes. Right, so... So pretty much like, you know, uh, they've grown up during in a culture where, you know, for example, with women. Okay. Right? A lot of women, if they get into high positions, they tend to feel like they don't deserve to be there because their entire life they're being told that women are too emotional to be unbiased and level-headed in being in yeah. a position that high. Yeah. Because or, that's what the shitty patriarchy has yeah. told us. Or to flip the switch, that they don't deserve to be there because they should be at home taking care of their family, taking care mm-hmm. of their man, mm-hmm. partner, whatever. Pretty much. Yeah. The other thing as well is that whenever... There is, like, if a leader, a female leader makes a mistake, mm-hmm. it's more, like, whenever it's reported on, it's more mentioning her gender. It, they make it very gender... Gender-centric. Gender-centric sort of. around her gender as to why, like, she can't run the country or run, you know, the this like, the business and all that yeah. sort of shit. Compared to males, where it's just, like, they fucked up and has nothing to do with their gender. Well, let's look at, you know, the whole thing with Julia Gillard, how she was basically completely scrutinised for becoming the Prime Minister of Australia. Mm-hmm. But she was basically um, attacked because she was a woman. Like, every time that a newspaper article was like, she's incapable of being in power, it was always, you know, the witch, this, the witch, that. Whereas Tony Abbott ate a fucking onion, raw onion, on television, <laughs> and everyone's like, that's funny. No, he has problems. He cannot run the country. No, exactly. <laughs> and the same thing goes for race as well. Yeah, that makes sense. You know. Like, it's uh, shit, but I... Well, like, you know, that... The system is built, right? The shitty system is built to put down people of colour, which is fucked and it shouldn't be a thing. Um, Systemic racism. Systemic racism, right? And so when those people come into power, sometimes they feel that they don't deserve to be there. Like one of the most amazing people to have ever lived, Maya Angelou, (gasps) based upon like her upbringing and the race sort of shit that she dealt with yeah right the historical context historical context yeah yeah um like made her feel like she didn't deserve to have the accolades that she did oh but i love her compared to other people right yeah um so that's like one of the reasons why some people like develop imposter syndrome that's shit another one is family dynamics okay so I know, what, like, one really great example that I know of mm-hmm. is uh, that, you know, we know a family who have, you know, two children and the youngest child is the smart one because... Is it us? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's always told that they were the smart one. Okay. And then the older one was told that she will just be the trophy wife one day. I don't know who this is, but okay, that's fucked. Son and daughter. So the yeah, sun's done. Brain, yeah, anyway. brain work. So it doesn't matter. Anyway, so pretty much uh, they're told that. So pretty much growing up. Oh! You know who I'm I doing. got it. So pretty much growing up, right, They 
So like uh, one example that I found was that, you know, there was a kid who was pretty much in the shadow of his star football player brother, brother right? Brother, yep. Who was told that he was a star the entire life. The parents used to say, like, why can't you be more like your brother, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. While the kid is fucking really good at science and all this sort of stuff and is not athletically attuned, right? Yeah. Then the, the kid grows up, right? Mm-hmm. And he becomes a fucking millionaire. But he doesn't think he deserves his millions. He thinks that it was lucky that he invented something that everyone else needed yeah. because he's his star of a brother who still lives with mum and dad, doesn't have a fucking job yeah. because he peaked in high school. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's the star of the family and he, my parents still love him more than what they do me. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I'm a fucking millionaire, so obviously I don't deserve to have what I have. Obviously, I don't deserve this success or these, you know, these this financial um, support because yeah. I'm not seen as the number one in my parents' eyes. But also, you know how we spoke about um, we spoke about how like toxic positivity. Yes. Uh, about like you know one way is saying that failure is not failure is not an option. Yeah. And you have to get high, high grades. That's another another thing that can cause imposter syndrome in people because it causes perfectionism. Because they don't, you know, accept their successes as they come. Like, okay, no, I have to go better. I have to do better. I could have done better this time than mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, so also negative self-belief due to trauma can cause imposter syndrome as well. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to give a personal example. So, for example, I used to think that I didn't deserve to be successful because of what happened to me with my sexual assault because for the longest time I used to blame myself yeah. as to the reason why I was sexually assaulted. Like, was it like something Was it something that I did? I always used to think it was something that I had done that made them do that thing to me when it was just them being fucking assholes and they should never have done it. Yeah. But even, like, when I, when I told, you know, teachers and stuff, they turned it around like, you know, I was, the, like, pretty much... You were the reason it happened. I was kind of the reason, or like, you know, if I was a good girl, I would forgive them. If I was a good Catholic girl, I would forgive them. So that put that on me. You were right? made to feel as though your personal feelings and your trauma was invalidated. And if you were a better person, if yeah. you were a good person, you would forget all about it. Yeah. So that then in turn made you feel like you were a shit person. Yeah. And so pretty much I used to think like, I, I used to believe that, you know, I w- I'm so fucking dumb. Um, and I don't deserve to be happy. Yeah. Like, and so if I, I, anything ha- good happened in my life, I was be like, I would actually self sabotage, or I would be like, it's gonna end, the shit's gonna hit the fan soon because this yeah. is not fucking reality because I don't deserve to be happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've experienced similar things. Mm. Like, I like I know that I've suffered from imposter syndrome, and mine came from trauma as well because mm. I was always told that I was an idiot for getting into a um, abusive relationship. Ooh, I've been told that multiple times. That's that I was stupid. How did I not see it? Things like that. So after that, my whole sense of confidence within myself, especially after gaslighting and everything, yeah. it, I had this huge sense of you know imposter syndrome. So yeah, I totally see where trauma plays a part. And in it's that. and it's fucked. Absolutely fucked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so another cause is starting a new job or doing a new course that can trigger imposter syndrome. Like new beginnings? New beginnings, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, just because, for example, like if someone gets a new house, they're like, I don't deserve a house this nice because they've lived in like yeah. shitty apartments this entire time and they finally get their dream. And I think it's a fear of losing it or that that they start feeling like they don't actually deserve a place yeah. like that. Kind of like a fear of the unknown. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's the same as like starting a new job. It's like the you know you already have anxiety going into a new job because it's new. Yeah. Um, and sometimes people who have in you know that it can trigger imposter syndrome in them. Say for example, something's not going right within the first week of them being there. Yeah. They start to feel like, oh shit, what the fuck have I done? I just left yeah. a job that you know I found super easy and all that sort of stuff, and now I'm going into this new job and obviously I'm I'm like I'm not good enough. For I'm it. not good enough for it. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. have I done? No, I have to learn the ropes to get there. It's I don't know it straight away. Therefore, I'm I'm I suck. Yeah, yeah. Um, and pretty much the belief that others, um, as talented, uh, like pretty much another reason why people feel imposter syndrome is that they think that other people are as talented as them, that they have the same skill set as them, right? right? And pretty much that they only just got lucky getting right. the accolades and the achievements, right? And so they don't deserve success over them because of these reasons. It's like, well, why? Well, you know, he's a scientist too. Like, why doesn't he have, like, an award like I do? Like, I don't deserve this award. Yeah. So. Like, I must have just got unlucky as opposed to I worked really fucking hard Half of this, this. Yeah. 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 And that's what it really comes down to is that people don't really assess, like, how much work they put into shit. Yeah. And they just go, oh, it's just, it's luck. It's luck. It's just luck. It's like, no, just shit shit ton of work yeah and dedication yeah yeah oh that's upsetting hmm um so five different types of imposter syndrome so the first one is the perfectionist oh that sounds familiar i know i feel like i'm looking at one (laughs) (laughs) no fucking shit this is i was just like this is fucking trigger rank. <laughs> well, there's so many puzzle pieces putting, like, getting together in your head. And I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> attacked. I feel attacked. Yeah. So success for this type is never good enough because they can always find a flaw in their work. Yeah. And could have done the job better. They focus more on their mistakes than their wins. When they fail to achieve a goal, stop fucking looking at me, Yazzie. <laughs> I was looking at the screen. I wasn't even looking at you. Can you please stay on task? <laughs> When they fail to achieve a goal, they experience a huge amount of self-doubt and this further fuels their belief that they are not good enough for the job. Mm-hmm. They struggle to make decisions as well as be productive as they want to make the 100% right decision before making their move to avoid making a mistake and being outed as a fraud. Oh. Mm. Interesting. So they're hardcore procrastinators, which is what I am. Yeah, because you're so scared about getting it wrong that mm-hmm. you don't put the effort into trying. Yeah, and I'm trying to get it right. and I'm trying to rewire my thinking to be like it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah, absolutely but, it's okay to make mistakes. And it it is linked to my trauma as well. Like yeah. you know that that was a like you know putting the blame on myself for what happened to me when it's not my fault. It was their fault for, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um assaulting me. So pretty much like now I'm going look, you know, it was actually their fault and what I did did not justify what they did to me. Basically, you didn't do anything that triggered their response. They responded on their own behalf. Therefore, there's nothing really that you could do that would have yeah. made anything and, and, and that's the thing. It's more like I've always been scared to make the mistake. Yeah. Because I made, I thought that I made that one mistake. That, that ruined everything. That ruined everything. Yeah. That pretty much has given me, what, 18 years of trauma? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the sort of thing. But also, like, um, 
it's true. Like whenever I do an artwork and someone goes, oh my God, it's really nice. Yeah. I go, oh yeah, but you know, like I didn't do like this and I can do this better and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and you I do that all the bloody time. Yeah, no, and I label all my my failings and I'm trying to stop myself from doing that and just going, thank you so much. Like yeah. instead of kind of, and it, it is helping. Overanalyzing. Overanalyzing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And not thinking that I'm good enough and all that sort of shit. You so, are. Yeah. Uh, so then there's the superhuman. Okay. So this is a, this type is the workaholic who does everything beyond their power to prove that they belong to be in the position they are in. They are always the ones to do overtime and are always seeking validation for how much work they are doing and not so much for the work itself. Right. They get stressed when they don't have anything to do as they have completed their tasks because they don't want their colleagues to believe that there is no point of them being there. Like they're Aww. like a, a, a waste in the salary budget and all that sort of shit, oh, right? that's so upsetting. Yeah. Um, they tend to sacrifice their entire life, including family, for their job uh, to Eesh. show they deserve to be in the position that they're in. Eesh. So this is for like the hardcore workaholic who's like, say, for example, in the CEO position that wants yeah. to pr- that doesn't think that they deserve to be there. So they pretty much prove that they deserve to be there by just working crazy fucking hours, yeah. not sleeping, making, not doing... Making their job their life. Pretty much, yeah. Aye. And not having any balance. Work-life balance, very important, mm-hmm. people. It is, very much so. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. Then we have the natural genius. Oh, sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. This, what does the natural genius do? So this type believes you have to be naturally gifted to achieve what you want out of life. Oh, that, mm-hmm. is that even okay? Yeah, that people are just born with it and don't have to put hours of work into it. Oh, sweetie, no. Mm-hmm. When something takes too long for them um, to do, mm-hmm. they believe they are not worthy or too dumb to finish the work. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like their perfectionist counterparts, they don't believe in mistakes and believe they have to get it right on the first try. This type is also the one who was told that they were the smart one in the family or smart at school. And when they are placed into positions with like-minded peers with the same abilities, they feel threatened by the competition and start to believe that what people once said was a lie. Right. It's like, oh, I'm not special. I'm just intelligent, right? Like I, I like these are these people are smarter than me or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, they also try tend to quit while they are ahead as they can control the narrative as to why they weren't successful. By going like, Oh, you know, it just wasn't for me. Bro, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I've met people like this beforehand. Yeah. 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 I've done it before. Like when I was at uni, I would just go like you know, oh, it's just not for me. Yeah. But it's more like they feel um, in, they feel embarrassed and sh- ashamed by the fact that they're struggling. Because they were told their whole life, oh, you're the, the smart, smart one. one. And then when they do struggle, they're like... When they're challenged. They're like, obviously, I wasn't smart. And it just pretty much fucks up their entire... Right. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes, okay. like, too much positivity on telling how smart someone is yeah. can actually be a little bit of detriment. doesn't mean you don't do it, but yeah. I think you need to start rephrasing of, like, oh, what did you learn from this? Or, like, yeah. you know. Or just, like, you know, like, especially with young kids, like, just make sure that they know that they can continuously challenge themselves. Yeah, exactly. Easy. Um, then we have the soloist. Okay. So this is a type who do not like to ask for help as they want to prove that they can do everything on their own. Oh, no. I feel attacked. <laughs> oh, no, I feel attacked. All right, um, go on. This can be sometimes really dangerous. Shock. <laughs> so, for example, a guy trying to lift something he can't, like he actually really can't, to prove that he is strong. 
Oh. But then ends up hurting themselves because they push themselves too far. Oh. Oh. <laughs> they feel like they have to accomplish things on their own and they feel ashamed if they have to ask for any help or they're struggling. Bro, I fucking hate asking people for help. Yeah. I hate it. It makes me feel like incapable. Mm. And then when someone says to me, oh, you look like you're really struggling. I'm like, and I can do it. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. I can. I am capable. But like even that thing where you said where like someone lifts something because they want to prove that they're strong. I wanted to prove to my coworkers when I was working in a perfume kiosk that I was capable so much that even with a back injury, I was lifting boxes and carting yeah. boxes from store to store with like kilos and kilos and kilos worth of products where I shouldn't have because I wanted to prove that I was capable of doing the goddamn job. See, for me, I do the same thing as well with my back stuff as well. I yeah. do it at work now. Yeah. And it's more like I just don't want anyone to think that I'm lazy. That too. And also like Or I... like I, I'm making excuses to not do any work and it's yeah. like that's not that's yeah. not it. Also like in my position, I was one of the younger people and I didn't want to be that young, lazy person that was making a 50 to 60 to 70 year old carry boxes. And you know where it comes from? Where? Because your co-workers bitched you about the other person who's exactly like that. Oh, no, that happened beforehand anyway. Like, I, like yeah. the lady I worked with on a daily basis, who mm. was an absolute sweetheart, she had a knee injury. I was like, no, 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 like, you're, I think she was, like, mid-50s. I was like, no, I'm doing this, not you, yeah. even though neither of us were capable and mm. we should have been able to ask for help. But because I was like, I don't want to be seen as being incapable of doing my job, I took it all on. Yeah, which is fucked. Yeah. But even, like, in other things, like, in the workplace, at home, like, if I want to do something, I have to prove it to myself that I can do it. Mm -hmm. I don't like asking for help. But I think it's also so because people, like, you don't want to feel like a burden onto people either. Don't want to feel either. like a burden. Uh, and it's also because when you feel like a burden, it kind of makes you feel like, oh, shit, they think, yeah. like, I'm incapable of, of doing it, you know? Not just that, but I don't feel like I deserve to ask people for help. Mm. I feel like everyone else has got their own shit going on mm -hmm. and it's not okay for me to be asking people for support. So when I'm really struggling and someone offers me support because they are, are making that available to me because mm. they have the capacity to give it to me, I automatically assume that I'm being selfish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that I don't deserve to have someone help me. Especially when people always, like, push the whole thing of, like, you know, time is important. So you feel like you're wasting someone else's time by yeah. getting them to help you. Yeah, but also, like, I guess, I don't know. I, I can't really explain it. I just feel like nine times out of ten, if someone offers me for help, offers me help, I have to really think about it before I say, okay. Yeah. Like, I have to really psych myself up and be like, it's okay. They're offering help because they want to, not because... You know, they feel like they have to and you're going to be this burden to them. Yeah. So. And I think that also would, yeah, that would actually feed into that, especially to the soloist if someone asks for help because they're currently in their mind going, does it look like I need help? Like, <laughs> yeah, am, like I, am I struggling? Am I incapable to you? <laughs> no, but not so much that. It's more like it's like the internal thing. Like, oh, my God, I must look like I'm, be I'm like, I'm fucked. Like, I can't yeah. do my job. And, yeah. And that's, yeah, I can totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Okay. Thanks for the attack. What's the last one? <laughs> the last one is the expert. Okay. So these people base their value on the on the English on the <laughs> knowledge they possess. So they believe that they will never know enough and fear that they will be exposed as being experienced or lack inexperienced or lack knowledge. Right. Um, 
they tend to be the type who won't apply for a job if they don't fit every single requirement. Oh. Mm-hmm. They also feel like when in their role, they never know enough to actually be successful in it. And this, oh. but this can manifest in a few ways. Okay. So one example that I know of is that Julian has a friend. Now, I, I like this friend, mm-hmm. but sometimes mm-hmm. I want to smack them. <laughs> right. Because they have this, the thing is, they obviously have very, very low self-esteem. Right, so you just want to grab them and shake them. Yeah, it's, it's not so much that. It's that, okay, for example, they're a gamer. Okay. So if I'm playing a game, mm-hmm. they then go to tell me how much better they are and how much they know more about the game than I do. Okay. If we mention any game, that's what happens, right? Okay. And then when you tell, when you correct him, you just see he, like him go, Whoosh! like shut down. Wow. Because it's that whole thing of like, you know, the thing that he values most in himself, the only thing that gives him confidence. Oh, no. Is games. Oh, no. Right? So when someone is better than him or knows more than him, it's almost like... A personal attack? It's almost like a personal attack and also pretty much destroys like this whole thing. So he really pushes this. But the problem is the way that he does pushes that knowledge is in a, I know more than you and I'm fucking better than you at that. Like Really egotistical yeah, kind very of way. egotistical. And that's oh. how the ex- a lot of the experts come, come off as. They come off as... Well, no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's because they're scared that... They're scared of being made to look like an idiot? Well, the the thing is, is that they don't... Yeah, well, that's the thing. They're more more worried about people exposing their insecurities. Right. That uh, they try to make it out like they're... The best. The best. Overcompensating. Overcompensating. I mean... Ugh. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know that's a really negative response because obviously these are people mm. who are suffering from their own insecurities. Like projecting their insecurities on other people, would you say? Yeah. That's really upsetting. It is one of the more toxic versions of yeah. imposter syndrome because it's not so much about inward stuff. It's it's projected out into projected other people. Projected out into other people. I think that's why I was having a negative response to it, but because it's um 8.40 p.m., I couldn't put it into words. You're right. It's, yeah. it's a bit toxic because... You're not just hurting yourself; you're hurting others. Yeah, and that's upsetting. And that's what, and I, that's what I keep reminding myself, so I don't get so pissed off. Yeah. But at the same time, too, when the lines are crossed, I do go like, "Don't talk to me like I'm a fucking idiot." Yeah, it's um, uh, what's it called? Condescending. Condescending. Yeah, that's what they do. They become condescending, and I know like quite a few people that are like that. There's someone yeah. that I work with who is very much like that. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, dude. Honestly, I understand that you have very, very low self-esteem, but it's not okay to talk down to people and treat people like a piece of shit. Yeah. I've dated people like that. I've, yeah. I've dated people yeah. like that who have constantly made me out to feel like I was stupid because I might ask them. Like, I'm under the belief that there's no such thing as a dumb question because if you knew the answer, you wouldn't ask the question, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's nothing wrong with obtaining knowledge. No, nothing. Right? Um, but I've been made to feel multiple times like, oh, didn't you know that? Yeah. Didn't, didn't you know that? Did you really, like, did you think that was new information? Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. That's not fair. That's really toxic and condescending. And, like, I'm, I'm upset for these people. But at the same time, 
they're hurting others and that's more upsetting to but me. the problem is the people that they speak to aren't calling them out on that stuff Call people out always. You have to call people out on that stuff because it's not okay to to do that. And then the reason why they do that is because they're trying to stop people from digging in deep and seeing that, seeing their insecurities or their what they believe are their faults. So it's like a defense mechanism. It's a definite, yeah. Right, like yeah. a shield. Yeah, and the thing is, they only ever so. For example, like uh, this person would never do it with art because he knows nothing about art. But right. it with gaming he pretty much is obsessed with games. So that's yeah. pretty much where he puts all his uh, attention and expertise into and all that right. sort of stuff and knowledge. Yeah. And so when you say you correct him on something, it's just like you are unraveling his world and you've just pretty much exposed that he is not as great as what he thinks he is. And then he feels like a fraud, like an imposter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we have yeah. come full circle. Yeah. So okay. how can you in- uh, overcome imposter syndrome? How can you? So, first and most important thing is talk to someone. Like a someone someone or a therapist someone? Look, it can be a therapist or it can be someone that you really trust. Okay. Because I think what you tend to find is is that everyone sort of experiences a little bit of imposter syndrome. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's why it's called a that's why it's considered a phenomenon because a lot of people experience it, especially yeah. women. If like women spoke to each other about like being in leadership roles, like, you know, I have had my cases of imposter syndrome about starting my own business because yeah. I because of my insecurities that I feel like I'm not good enough. Yeah. So that's where the perfectionism comes in. Right. Because I'm worried that, you know, I don't want to fail because it's really important to me. Yeah. So you don't start, so you don't fail. So when I do really well, yeah. like what you've seen me. Yeah. When I start doing well in my art, you what happens? Out. I freak out. I start self-sabotaging. You're like, oh, um, what? I'm going really well. Sorry, can't be me. And yeah. And you bail. Yeah, and I bail. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I stop doing it and I'm like, I'm too overwhelmed and yeah. I can't deal with it. Yeah. Right? And then you'll find like if you speak to someone else, like, you know, I'm now speaking to you and I discovered that you also have forms of imposter syndrome Bro, as well. Bad. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. And I think just talking it out and talking to someone and actually getting your thoughts out there it, it it also not only helps like get it out and sort of takes away obviously the stigma which is what this whole podcast is about yes it is but also you can have the other person who knows you mm. to be talking back to be like but at the same time too you're like you know with you like you're such an amazing person Stop it. you know and you do deserve happiness and good things to happen to you and Stop despite it. and despite everything that's happened in the past mm-hmm. that doesn't account for that does not affect what I think of you. Shucks. You know? Same. So, back at your sis. Back at me, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. yeah. Talking, uh, to, so talking to people allows you to um, sort of see that you're not alone. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, proce- and help you process it too and process yeah. those feelings. And then I think because sometimes with imposter syndrome, you have to get out of your own head. Absolutely. And when you talk to someone that is getting it out, out of your own head and then someone's telling you actually that's not Yeah. That's not reality though. Yeah. Someone validates your, um, yeah. your reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so stop comparing yourself to others. Yeah, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've also like have down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
well, well, it's right underneath. Use social media less as they can lead to feelings of inf- inferiority. So it's the same thing with stop yeah. comparing yourself to others. I think not just that, but, like, use social media differently. Like, I would follow... Because I like knowing when sales are happening on clothes, right? Yeah. And so sometimes I would follow all of these fashion pages so that I know when their brands are selling stuff, mm-hmm. like, reduce. But I've gotten to the point where I was like, I can't have this on my feed because when I see these people in this clothing... They don't look like me and mm. I feel bad about myself. Yeah. So I remove those people from my my social media. I think it's not just using it less because when you're still using it in a small amount and it's not working for you and it's not serving for you, it's still going to have a negative effect. Well, this is the thing as well, right? Well, the other reason how I spoke about earlier that, you know, you think that other people are at the same level as you despite yeah. all your accomplishments and everything. Yeah. That's what also the comparing thing is as well. Yeah. Because it's just like, well, I don't deserve this because so-and-so deserves this. I've been here for longer and, like, why is it happening here to me? Like, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think they start thinking that that might happen to them is that in the next promotion someone who has less experience than them. Yeah. Even though – because, I, like, I hear it, like, all the fucking time. Like, oh, I'm not going to get the job because so-and-so is going for it because, you know, they and, and they've been there longer. It's like they may have been there longer, but it doesn't mean they do a better job than you. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And that's where imposter syndrome can come in as yeah, well. Okay. So stop comparing yourself to other people and just fucking go for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, And that's a problem with social media too is that, for example, like, I will see an artist who is fucking amazing yeah. And they have no followership. Yeah. And I consider their stuff better than me. Yeah. And I'm like, what makes me think that I'm going to do better than them? Right. And okay. then I have to think, well, it's because they don't post anything. They don't engage with anyone else. Yeah. They have two posts in the last three years. Yeah. That's why they're not they're not doing well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's stuff like that that you need to stop comparing yourself with others. Yeah. Okay. Um, so also recognize these feelings when they emerge and sort of look into what they are. Like identify them? And, um, yeah, identifying them. It's like, okay. why am I feeling like this? Yeah. And are these feelings valid? Valid, yeah. Um, and it's like, so pretty much you recognize it um, and then you write down like, what are your wins and your achievements? I like that. And then that, and then sort of like this self-assessment of yourself and the feelings that you feel with imposter syndrome, you can look back and go, well... That, that, what I feel about that myself does not go into a line with all my co- accomplishments and all the things yeah. that I've achieved. Yeah. And then that's when you start sort of dismantling it when you compare it like that. Okay. Mm. What else? Uh, when failure occurs, don't just write them off as another reason you don't deserve what you have. Mm-hmm. Instead, sit in it and assess what you can learn from this situation for next time. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's rewiring your your thought patterns to be like failure Instead of failure is not an option, saying failure is a learning opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, agree. Um, and that's when you remind yourself that no one is perfect. So why do you have to be? It's okay to make mistakes as long as we learn from them. There is no shame in making mistakes. Absolutely. Totally mm-hmm. agree. Um, also, stop seeking validation from others and instead start rewarding yourself for a job well done. Hell yes. Yeah. Enjoy your wins, celebrate your wins and be like, I did a really good job with that. I'm yeah. doing really well with that. Yeah. And stop like asking people. And like I used to do that all the time with my art. Mm. I would never go forward with an art piece without asking someone's opinion. Go, Does this look okay? 
and instead not trusting in myself and now I'm just like I don't even fucking dis- I don't regard people anymore yeah when doing my art I'm like I appreciate like all you know the lovely feedback that I get but it doesn't drive me yeah anymore because I used to do that and I used to create artwork that I fucking hated yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, last but not least, just be kind to yourself. Yeah, be kind to yourself. Because you're wonderful and you're beautiful and... And we love you. And we love you, you know. So be kind to yourself and, you know, it's okay. You're just fine and you deserve the success that you had because you didn't get there by luck. You got there by hard work and determination. Also, like, you're human. Mm-hmm. You're just... Just allow yourself to be human. You're not superhuman you're not a fraud things aren't just happening to you by a fluke like just trust yourself exactly we believe in you yeah we do yeah achieve and you shall receive (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) i had to think there for a second i was like wait what No, that's so good i really valued that lesson soraya thank you no problem so much that was interesting. I feel attacked, but it was good. Yeah, but it starts, it's like the conversation. Like now you can be like, okay, well, these are the things that I feel mm-hmm. now that it's time for me to process them. Exactly. And then that way you can live a more fulfilling life. Beautiful. And not be scared about achieving anything. Yeah. Or having success. Yeah. So yeah. Woo. That's my story today. I liked it. Mm. So uh, what was your self-care activity of the week? Oh, I got a haircut. Way yeah, I got a haircut, so that was good. Um, and I also started uh doing a piece on my autism diagnosis, so I'm drawing that at the moment, and I wrote a script for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cathartic. I like it. Very cathartic, and um, so I'm gonna do a video on that. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm working on at the moment. So pretty much, yeah, that's my self care is working towards my goal and getting a new haircut. I love it. Yeah, nice. and with the Joan Jet vibes, and I love it. It is very Joan Jett. Yeah. That was the first thing I, when you put that photo up on Instagram. I was like, oh, she looked like Joan Jett. That was pretty much the inspiration. I love it. Yeah. I love it. What about you? Um, This week, I've sort of just... um, I mean, I've seen people say that this is an unhealthy coping mechanism, but I don't believe so. Um, I've taken sort of like a step back from social media and in turn, you know, talking to my friends. Just for this week, mm-hmm. I've been... Severely overwhelmed with my studies and work and so many other things that I just could not be bothered maintaining this elevated personality when talking to my friends over social media and stuff like that. Um, You know, I have friends that I speak to every day that I messaged and just said, hey, just letting you know, sort of not feeling it this week. I'll I'll get back to you in a couple of days or whatever. Mm. I just really needed some time to myself to sort of be present in what I was doing and to stop myself from feeling overwhelmed, I just needed to take a bit of a social break. Withdrawal is good. I, I, for anyone to say that it's not healthy, it's unhealthy when you're withdrawing like completely. But if it's yeah. just for a small time, just to sort of regain your bearings, you need that downtime to reevaluate and reassess what you actually want to do. Yeah, it wasn't that so much as just like I was just so overwhelmed and there were so many things that were more pressing to me especially if they had a time constraint because my studies do have a time mm-hmm. constraint, that, um, you know, I just couldn't dedicate the energy to being social and happy and boppity. 
when there were other things that were more important that I needed to take care of. Well, you had to recharge your batteries. Yeah. That's what... I'm the queen of withdrawal and recharging <laughs> batteries. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So I've been watching a lot of Vampire Diaries this week. Hell yeah. In my... Never watched it. <laughs> I say I... hell yeah like I watched it. <laughs> Never fucking watched I've it. I've watched it one too many times and each time it's just like slightly more pathetic than the time beforehand, but I still love it. Yeah. Still love it. Um... But yeah, that was about it. I just took some alone time. Um, so was to my friends who I know that they sent me messages, but I've kind of just left them there. Yeah. Um, but you know, I just, I needed to not engage with anything other than the stuff that was really important at the time. So yeah. And now I have like a bit of a study hangover now that I've met my obligations for my assignment. Now I've just got, like, a the post-study hangover. I'm like, I still don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to not think. So. And that's fine. Yeah, and that's fine. Mm. That's my self-care activity of the week. I I don't want to think. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I have no energy for the thinking. For the thinks. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, maybe tell us about your own imposter syndrome stories mm-hmm. uh you can either you know send us a dm on the instas slide into our dms, DMs fam. yeah or you can email us at soznotsozpod at gmail.com so that's s-o-z-n-o-t-s-o-z-p-o-d at gmail.com um also you can listen to us on spotify yes podbean yes apple podcasts podcasts and what's the other one itunes iTunes, yeah, I think so, yeah. Also, somehow people are listening to us on Facebook. Oh, no, because I posted on my Facebook. That's probably how. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. The stats are very confusing. Yeah. 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 But, look, you Google us, you find us. um, And we'll be there. And we'll be there, you know. Um, also, if you're already listening to us, you probably know where to find yeah, it does. us. Yeah, it does, yeah. But, like, look, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave us a really dope review if you want to. And we appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you for listening. Um, we love you all. Mm-hmm. And we would love to hear your feedback or your reviews or your stories about imposter syndrome. Like, please email us. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Yeah. So thanks for listening guys and we'll see you in the next episode have a good week everybody bye bye